We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. So one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready now. Go, cat, go, but don't Don't be doing that. Step on my blue suede shoes. No shoe stomping. Howard asking. We go from one king to the next. Elvis to Howard every Thursday at this time. Howard brought to us by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We welcome the king, Howard asking. How you doing, king? I'm just great. Joe, I don't worry about you being late because I know you can't read a clock anyway. So what the hell? Why would change? Well, king, you know, that's that's probably true. That's why I go digital these days, you know? Yeah. Nice and easy. Well, oh, yeah, Mr. Digital better. over there. Mr. Yeah. Digital, that's what they call me. Yeah. As he pulls out his legal, legal pads and starts <laughs> writing on it. Yep. I'm like Ray. I still have the legal pad all, all over the place. All right, Howard, a ton to cover with you here today. Let, mm-hmm. Let's start Eagles, and let's start A.J. Brown. First time we've talked to you since the A.J. Brown interview on Friday. Um, what did you make of how A.J. presented things? Obviously, he was critical of the media, which would be thousands of people locally and nationally. Uh, what did you make of the whole thing? All right. I thought he was impressive uh, to, number one, have the uh, guts uh, and the fortitude to say, you know, I've had enough of this and I'm going to address it. And he made a lot of great points. Uh, One of them, and, you know, I know you guys were talking about how the Eagles fell apart. One of his points was we were 10 and 1 with the best record, but we weren't the best team. And we knew that, him talking about the team. And we knew that when we talked about it. There was complaints throughout the first part of those 11 games. It's yep. like, you know, they're not winning the way they – impressively, the way they should be winning. And he said a lot of things. And when, when things come out, and I would say 85% of them are nonsense – uh, it's uh, social media, it's for clicks, it's for views, and he was right uh, about all that. Uh, it, it's just, I was, I'm not in that locker room all the time because the media is not allowed to be in that locker room all the time. But I saw those players a lot, obviously being at all the road games, and I didn't see a lot of what people were talking about. Now, did A.J. Brown overreact sometimes? Yeah, because I could see when I'm I'm standing down there on the field, I'd say, well, he was open on that play, and the quarterback didn't see him, so he's angry. He's got to tone that down a little bit, but I understand why he was upset. I don't agree that he should have been as upset as he was all the time, but I've seen times where he was mad, and he went to the bench and blew off the steam by himself, which is a good thing if you're mad, and sometimes he didn't, and the camera always catches him, but... I thought most of the things he said were were correct. We're we're addressing things that that weren't right. When when you hear about reports, and I hesitate when when we at WIP say well reports said they're not reports. In most cases, they're rumors. They're not reports. So it's reported, but they're not reports in the in the way that we knew reports. But I I thought he was uh, very impressive. Impressive, it may be the wrong word, but 
uh, he did what he needed to do, and uh, you know, it kind of it, it should have opened our eyes <clears throat> to things that were going on. I mean, one of the reports was he wanted to be traded, and I think he made that extremely clear that he didn't want to be. Yeah, traded. he sure so, did. Yeah. So, Howard, did anything stick out or strike you? We we got to see uh, both Howie and Nick speak yesterday. Uh, did Nick seem different than at the end of the season? Now with the chance to uh, you know sort of recover and and get ready for a new one starting up. Well, I think we all saw they didn't say anything, <laughs> that which is what which is what they do, and it's kind of uh, that's why and and, and I. I go back, Rob, baseball's different, and we don't jump on baseball and criticize as much as we do football because football's the number one sport in Philadelphia, and it's not even close. But when Rob Thompson said, we're a better team with Reese Hoskins at first and Bryce Harper and right, the Eagles would have never gone in that direction. It's just like, what? And I don't know that I expected it, but I admire the fact that he was was – truthful and said what he actually believed where in the case of football and I'll say the Eagles and it's a lot of football now a lot of football coaches they kind of say things the one thing that kind of and I still think Nick Sirianni with two and a half positive year two and a half seasons of positivity that they say well we should fire him after the last six or seven games I think that's ridiculous but when he said Jalen, I'm okay with Jalen Hurts being a, he didn't use the word quiet leader, but lead the way he does. I don't accept that because I know I don't know who talked to Jalen Hurts, but I know there were conversations. Hey man, connect a little more with your teammates, be a little more emotional. They 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 believe that, but he didn't. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Hey, listen, he does it his way. Maybe I'd like to see a little more emotion a little more connectivity with his teammates. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And we harp on that for a couple of days, and then we move on. So that was the thing. But I don't think there was anything different about what they say. I think they're going to say what they say to try to keep it uh, on a positive note. Howard, let's get to the Phil series. The season starts. Let me just just address, because you guys were talking, you and Ray were talking about Jalen Hurts, an MVP candidate, which I've looked at his stats during the year. They really weren't that good. After the bye, he only had four games where his quarterback rating was over 100 in a season. He had 15 interceptions in a season. I, I, it really wasn't that good. And his quarterback rating against Kansas City, which was a big win, was 64. I, it, it's just he was not an MVP candidate, but he was in the eyes of many people only because the Eagles were 10-1. and one. So I, I just wanted to address that. He, he really has got to get better. Uh, I agree. He's got to get better. No question. But, but we, let's go to the Phillies. All right, Howard. Uh, they have three totally different options to lead off this year. Schwarber, Stott, Turner. What do you think they should do? I already laid out my lineup to the manager. I think Stott and Turner should be at the top of the order. I want speed. I want guys running. I want guys stealing bases. When you put Schwarber at the top of the lineup, that's why – the guys behind him can't steal as much. If he's going to get on base, and that's great that he gets on base, but he he slows down the bases. He, he clogs it up, and I don't want that. Hit Schwarber, he's still going to get fastballs if he hits fifth, uh, but I think Stott and Turner. Now, if you want to flip-flop them, that's fine because they'll both steal. They will both steal if they're at the top of the order. 
and you should have runners and Stott. And one of the things he said, I know when I was down there, he's going to try to work a pitcher a little bit more, try to get a few more walks. But I think Stott's a good hitter, and I think he'll adjust to that. But he does work a pitcher pretty good. He just sure doesn't does. get walks. Right. And that's what you want. Your leadoff hitter, start that pitcher that, you know, you're already at, at, at eight to ten pitches before you even get to the second hitter which is really a pretty good thing. And then Schwarber said, well, after the beginning of the game, then you're not the leadoff hitter anymore. Yes, but you're at the top of the order in front of those other people that can do other things. And uh, I just don't – I think it's ridiculous that the analytics, uh, the leaning and the, and the crutches about analytics – it's just too much already. Let's get let's get the game the way it's exciting, the way it's good, and the way Arizona beat the Phillies with their speed. And that's what I want to see. So I want to see Stott and Turner at the top. Of the, and you could still go lefty, righty, lefty, righty, all the way down if you start doing that. But if you put Stott second, then that doesn't accomplish what I know Rob Thompson and the analytics people want where you go righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, you know, you alternate yeah. because then you'd have Stott and Harper backed up, and that's and then you'd have to put Schwarber five, but I'm okay with Schwarber at five. I, I, I'm okay with Schwarber at five, but I want, I want Stott and Turner at the top of the lineup. Hey, King, stay well, buddy. Thanks for being on the show. All right, take care. You guys have a great day. And, Joe, I, I'm going to send you – there's going to be a book on <laughs> clocks, and I'm going to send you a book, How to Read a clock. Well, I'm going to wish you a happy leap year. No one's probably ever done that to you before. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, this, hey, Joe, it's remember, a big day. what we're doing today will only happen once every every four years. That's right. But for you, not reading a clock happens 365 <laughs> days a year. Kings. 366 this year. Ooh, oh, yeah, this he got you. He got you. Seltzer took down the king. Thanks, Howard. See you, buddy. All right, see you later. All right, up ahead, an awful lot, including yeah, a special guest. We'll say hello to... We'll say hello to a friend. We'll get to that up ahead. We'll rock all your calls. Also, something Ruben Amaro said about the leadoff spot to us yesterday was fascinating. We'll get to that and more. Your phone calls as well, 94 WIP. Hey, parents, if your son or daughter got injured playing sports and is suffering with groin pain, hip pain, pelvic pain, or abdominal pain, know this. A primary care physician or physical therapist likely cannot fix the injury, but the Vincera Institute certainly can. You may remember I had surgery a couple years ago at the Vincera Institute through both surgery and physical therapy, they absolutely got me back on the on the road to recovery, to being recovered. And they can do that for your son or daughter as well, or for you, you specifically. Let me give you what I think is the best thing I can tell you to try to prove to you how legitimate Vincera is and how much they can help you if you or a family member has an injury in that region. That game played earlier this month. That game in pro football, it's the biggest game every year. This year it involves San Francisco and Kansas City. There were eight Eighteen different players in that game, that one game, 18 different players who had had surgery, successful surgery, at the Vincera Institute. It was actually nine players on both teams. That is a testament to the greatness of Vincera, how people come from all over the country or even, in other cases, all over the world, to the Philadelphia Navy Yard, to South Philadelphia, to the Vincera Institute, and to the great care of Dr. William Myers and Dr. Alex Poor. You don't have to travel from KC or San Fran. You're here. Go to Vincera if you have one of those problems. They'll fix you up. Physical therapy, surgery, whatever it takes, groin pain, hip pain, pelvic pain, or abdominal. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. On this Thursday morning, final day of the month of February, making a turn to March tomorrow. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie, it's 94 WIP. Today's show is sponsored by Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, the only app I use. Join me and you're in the zone. New users get up to $1,000 casino bonus pack if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. You must be 21 in PA or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. You know, I got to tell you, I'm disappointed here. I'm still looking. Seltzer, I'm still looking for a leap year, leap day baby to yeah, call Yeah, we need a leap birthday. I mean, come on. I mean, someone out there, as I mentioned earlier. Are we allowed to have them on, though? You have to be 18 years old to call. Got to be 80. Well, yeah, you gotta I mean, be yeah. So you got to be like in 72. your. 72. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be 72 years old. Tough sell right there. As a leap baby in order to call and be 18 years old. Look, I am fascinated by the 84-year-old out there who today turns 21 and can actually legally drink. That's the guy I want to hear. I want to hear from an 84-year-old who can now finally walk into a bar and, you know, order a beer. But anyway, what a thrill. What a thrill. But, no, really what I want is just one person to call me up who's born on February 29th and tell me, like, what is that like? And how big a party do you have when you actually have a February 29th? And when you don't have a February 29th, do you celebrate on the 28th or March 1st? These are the important things we're trying to figure out today. Let me tell you what we're also trying to figure out. Is Keith Jones the greatest president since Abraham Lincoln? I think he might be. Let's welcome back to the WIP studio. He's doing unbelievable work for the Philadelphia Flyers, Mr. Keith Jones. Jonesy! Good to see you guys. How are you, Dude, pal? I'm doing Jonesy! Great. You know, Jonesy! Oh, look at this guy! The greatest president to ever be. Well, I go, I go Lincoln, Washington, Jonesy. I'm not great with American history. <laughs> I think I might go I might not know those guys are. <laughs> you know Simone Gagne is a leap year. Is he? Yeah. We'll get him to call. 1980, February 29th. I so had no idea. Yeah. 1980, wow. so today he is, let's see, 34. That would be 80, no, 24, some, 44. 44. So your he's your a, math is terrible. So what, he's 11? <laughs> yep, he turned 11. Turned 11 today, <laughs> Simone Gagne. turned 11. That's great. Can't believe it's almost March. No, uh, that's unbelievable. I know it is. You know what's more unbelievable? You guys might make the playoffs. We're trying. Might. I mean, our guys play hard. It's been impressive. It's been very so, a fun group to be around, and it's good to see that, um, you know, people are paying attention. It's all, all a credit to the way the players have performed. Congrats. I mean, when I said might, I mean, obviously, it could still go either way. Of course, it, it yeah. looks like It looks like you probably will. Congrats. I mean, it's got to be ridiculously gratifying, Jonesy. Well, <clears throat> the one thing I will – say it's been a lot of fun to watch the way that our players have performed you know the results have been there and obviously that makes it a lot better I hate losing uh it just makes you feel like crap it's an awful feeling and then when you walk in the room after games to see the look on our players faces after a loss is something that makes me feel really good I mean they they hate to lose they they have a really strong bond with one another and I think it's kind of 
permeated throughout the entire organization, and, and the players are the ones that are doing the performing. Is so it, what's made the biggest difference with this whole turnaround? The, the one thing I would say is the character of the players has really come to the forefront. They, huh. they play a, a tough-minded style of game. Uh, they pick each other up when someone needs to be picked up. They hold each other accountable. Uh, John Tortorella has talked a lot about uh, you know having the room right, and there's no question that that is headed in the right direction. Um, some would say addition by subtraction, but it's more a credit to the players that are here. Uh, buying into that and doing their part, having a captain now like Sean Couturier certainly helps. And, you know, he was named captain, what, a couple of weeks ago and then found himself on the fourth line, you know, three <laughs> games later. That's that's the way it works for us. Like you have to perform at a high level. And uh, the good news is the players are holding each other accountable and holding themselves accountable. What's it like for you working with Briere and Tortorella? I mean, it's you been got, great. The three of you guys are kind of the three. Yeah, what's that like? And, and and then Dan Hilferty at the top of has course. been awesome as far as bringing us all together. Uh, Torts is he's a very interesting guy to be around. He's a very smart hockey mind. Uh, he's very honest, and that's something that uh, I think the players appreciate, and I think both Danny and I appreciate. Danny's a blast. He's he's just a really smart person. Uh, great hockey mind. Uh, extremely dedicated to the job, making sure that he's putting in long hours to try to get this right, especially now leading up to the trade deadline where we have some important decisions to make. Uh, but it's fun. Like we're, we're really enjoying it. I enjoy this company. I, I think he enjoys mine. And, yeah. uh, you know, doing it together, I think, is the right formula. It's. I don't think it's a one-man job anymore. I think that you know, teams that have general manager, general managers and presidents that are, you know, a combination type title, I think it's too much. I think there's too much going on. So I like the way that we have it here and we, we share a lot of responsibilities and ultimately Danny will make the player personnel decisions and I'm going to be there to support him in any way that I can. How often do you guys get competitive like around the office? I, I think it's amazing. And also, like how much does it help that you guys – played in the same NHL, you know, concurrently. Yeah, it, it matters. Um, Danny, you know, we kind of crossed over near the end of yeah. uh, my playing career, and then Danny went on to do great things here in Philadelphia. Um, I think the fact that we both played here in this city, that we both have lived in this city for an extended period of time, I, I do think that helps us in making sure that we're thinking in the back of our minds, at least, of the players that we acquire fit this city. Um, and obviously fit what we're doing. But at the same time, we want to make sure that the guys understand what it's like to play here in Philadelphia, what it takes to play here in Philadelphia, and what it takes to stay here in Philadelphia. And so far, um, I think we've done a pretty good job of selecting players that kind of fit that mold. Jonesy, do you miss WIP? I do. I, I, uh, it's kind of fun to come back in here and then uh, kind of sad in the same way because I had such a good time doing what I did. And still get so, so much great feedback from the fans. You know, there's so many people that will stop me. I'll tell you this. I was on a flight back from uh, Florida last night, and I had a fan say, I, I love hearing you on the radio. And I had to say, well, I'm not, I'm not on the radio anymore. You know, and I have other people tell me, I love the way you on your broadcasts, and they stop me all the time. And it's, not, it's an awkward thing to stop and say, well, now I'm the president. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, how are you going to say that? So I always just go with it. I'm like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. 
and they'll ask me if I'm doing a game. And I said, no, not today. <laughs> and that's it. So that's great. I don't want to stop. Like, it, you can't stop wow. someone saying, oh, I'm the president. That just sounds strange. Yeah. So, Jensie, I, I heard John Elway say something one time. Um, so he obviously, you know, one of the all-time greats in football, steps away. He's off the stage for, I don't know, a good 15 years, maybe 20. Comes back running the Broncos. And I heard him say there was a void for him not being able to compete. Yeah, you can compete in business. Guys like Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan do, but it's different. Um, I'm curious, the juices of sports and competing the way you now are competing again, does that reinvigorate something within you? It it does. I mean, I swear more now than I ever have. Like it's it's so it's, <laughs> you, you just you're so into what's happening, and you feel the pain and defeat. Um, you certainly enjoy the wins, but you're always thinking about the next game. You're thinking about the next player. You're it, it never leaves you. Um, it's a constant. Mm kind of in your in the forefront of your mind trying to get things right and feeling the responsibility of trying to do the right things for your team uh, to make sure that you stay competitive and enjoy the wins that much more frequently. Uh, it's, a, it's a long season. It's an 82-game schedule in hockey. Uh, there's ups and downs, and when it's down, it sucks. So we, you want to try to avoid that as much as you can. But at the same time, there's, uh, there's great joy in – and feeling, you know, just how difficult a loss can be and how great yeah. a win can be. One more, and then we'll get back to the phones, but I'm curious. And I know different executives and coaches would answer this question differently. I'm curious where you come down on this. Has the team exceeded your expectations so far? I would say marginally. I'm not surprised where they're at. I'm not surprised how they compete for one another. Uh, I think I knew that part would be okay. Um, I felt really confident about that going in, and Danny and I talked about it a lot before the season started. And we talked with players individually about saying, you know, we're we're saying one thing to everyone as, as far as our messaging, and that was that we were rebuilding. But we made sure to tell every player on the team that that's BS. drop of the week right there we we just heard it from a philadelphia executive what they say publicly may not be (laughs) what they really think spike i'll tell you what spike eskin says to that Bah. Right there. <laughs> I'm going to hear Spike's voice again. He's back, isn't he? he? He's coming back bah. soon. Oh, I'm Spike that's great. He's I com- saw that. He's coming back yeah, soon. All right. you guys. It's, uh, gotta- go, let me just do the Twitter poll yeah. question of the day here. It's brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Routine maintenance and major repairs. Armin Chevrolet's service team is there to help. Certified service. Visit ArminChevy.com. Well, I will say this. The team has certainly exceeded my expectations and not marginally. Which brings us to this Twitter poll question of the day. Will the Flyers make the playoffs this season? A, yes, B, no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Also, uh, Jones is going to field questions here. And not just on the Flyers. We're going to be talking all the topics we're discussing. Jones is going to settle into uh, Sports Talk show yeah. host. Keith Give me Jones. one. I got it. <laughs> I, I, I had a chance to talk to Danny Briere, uh, I don't know, maybe like five years ago. Seven years ago. It was right Seven when our show ago. started. Okay. Yep. And, yeah. and, and I was fascinated by just his ability to, you know, dream in other languages. Yeah. Hockey is it is certainly a place where you are using more languages than what you used here. Yes. Uh, how how does that work for you? Like, are 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 you multilingual? I am not. Uh, Danny is, which uh, is well, great. Definitely. So he has some conversations on the phone that I have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> he could be ripping me for all I know. But uh-huh. um, it, it is interesting. There's players coming from all over the world. 
and we're monitoring, you know, a lot of our prospects that are playing pretty much everywhere that they play hockey. Yeah. So including Russia. So we're watching a lot of games over in the KHL. We have three goaltenders that are under our watch there in the KHL that we have drafted. Um, so we're keeping a close tab on what they're doing. Of course, we have Matt Davichkov, who's, you know, our future as far as developing a major talent that's going to, you know, attract a lot of eyes. Um, so we're really we're paying attention to, you know, players all across the world, traveling yeah. to Sweden, Finland, watching these guys and trying to make sure that we're doing everything we can to draft the next ones. Uh, we do have two first-round picks in this year's draft and uh, making sure that we're doing everything to keep the cupboards full as far as developing players that can help us in the future. All right, let's get a lot of calls in here. Again, Jonesy fielding calls, and, you know, we'll just settle into talk show host mode, and, and let's rock and roll. Let's get to Ken and Sentimenson. Hi, Ken. Good morning, friends. How are you today? Doing great, Ken. Hey, it's great to have Keith back in, 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 the, off, in the studio there. And uh, before I get to my Phillies point, because I've been dying to have this conversation, uh, I, just to put this in perspective for you, Jonesy, I was – at the last Flyers Stanley Cup parade. So that's kind of, um, <laughs> this is not, uh, which is a good thing and a bad thing, but this is not the old man get off my lawn speaking here. Um, when you make the playoffs this year, can you please light that gritty costume on fire at center? <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one who asks that. There's no doubt. But uh, he does so many great things for us. It's incredible, especially as far as the work in the community. Um, I've been around him in the off season. The kids absolutely love him. Uh, there's no question that he's made a major imprint on uh, helping us in all our charitable efforts. And he does a great job at the games, too. I, I, he doesn't appear as much as he used to. That's a little subtle change. But he's doing his I part. That. He's doing his part to, you know, get the fans going in his section there. And he's somebody that we uh, we really appreciate. Is he sure. upset to be downgraded to the fourth line? He's happy. He's happy. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Check in line, baby. He's going to go out and hit somebody. There you go. He's not on the power play anymore. All right, Ken, go ahead. What do you, Ken, what do you got on the fills, buddy? It's just the costume. It's not the person in the costume. <laughs> <laughs> He's alive. Um, so so this, is, this is a conversation I've been dying to have because there's, there's so many different ways to look at it, right? Um, I'll, I'll just go out there and say I think Bryson Stott should be the leadoff hitter. And I know James disagrees with me vehemently, um, and he'll he'll point to the record. But as I've said to you guys on several occasions over the over the last couple of years since Rob Thompson's been the manager, I think he puts way too much emphasis on this whole right left thing. I don't mind uh, righties back lefties backing up against each other if like Bryson Stott or uh, Bryce Harper splits between righties and lefties are virtually identical. So Bryce Harper can hit lefties. So I, I don't mind if, you know, Kyle Schwarber is the cleanup hitter behind Bryce Harper, even though they're both left-handed. Because it, It's about it, lefties late in innings, though, Ken. It it's, is. Not, it's not about the lefty starters that Harper can hit. It's about these lefty specialists that are brought in to face two or three lefties well, in a row and can really cause damage. Here's the other thing, though, okay? It's not just about the speed at the top of the bases, which I think is important, and that puts a different kind of stress on the pitcher than, you know, the, the stress of having to pitch to Kyle Schwarber right off the bat. Traffic on the bases early in the game puts a lot of stress on the pitcher, too. Um, but when, when the Phillies couldn't score runs in the last two games of the NLCS, the guy that was on base all the time that got stranded, and I've said this before, was Brandon Marsh. And what happened was, Brandon Marsh had 
two guys behind him when he was on base that just could not put the ball in play. And, you know, because he's got Johan Rojas, who did, who just did nothing. Right. And then he's got Kyle Schwarber, who doesn't put the ball in play enough either. I don't have anything against Kyle Schwarber, and I love home runs. But, you know, you've got to put the ball in play more. Well, you've been, stead- and- you, you've been steadfast on this. Look, we're going we're gonna to know in about a month. Ken, give me an answer. Who or what took a leap? Well, it's the leap that founded the United States of America, the founding fathers signing the Declaration. Wow. That's a good, that's a good answer. Yeah. All right, let's see. All right, Jonesy said he's not much of a historian. Jonesy, I forget which one said it, but there was a famous quote said by one of the founding fathers, Declaration of Independence is signed, and there was a, there was a statement made about the risk they were taking. Do you know that sentence? See, normally, I'll let you in on a little secret here. This is when Joe Wechter used to get in my ear, <laughs> and he yes. would give me the answer in my headphone, and then I would appear to be a lot smarter than mm. I am. All right, let's see if Richie knows it. Richie? No, I don't. We, we, will all, we all must, it's something like we all must stand together. No, excuse me. We all must hang together where we will surely hang apart. Meaning, ah, that's, meaning I get it. stick yeah. together, and we can beat the British, but if we don't stick together, they're going to capture us, ah. and they're going to kill us. And they're gonna hang us. Live together, entendre. die alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty good line right there. All right, let's talk to Joe. Joe, good morning, buddy. Joseph. Yes, I'm here. Hey, buddy, what's going on, my man? You're on WIP. Oh man, finally took, uh, took a little while, but it, it was worth the wait. Listen, I got something for you for uh, the leap. Uh, to answer your question on the leap, and I'm, I'm hoping nobody said it. I've uh, been in and out of work, so I haven't had a chance to. Uh, you Let's got it. Spit it out. Show. What do you uh, What do you got? I got uh, Michael Jordan, nineteen eighty seven dunk on the free throw line. It's a good one. Yeah, that's a that's great a good, one too. A leap. Now, foot was on the line, very much on the line, very much past. Much line. of it was past the line. Part of it was on the line. He he did get such. A, why did he get credit for jumping from behind the line when he clearly didn't jump from you know behind the line? Why did he get that credit? It was that one moment that could have gone either way. He was close enough. (laughs) (laughs) Because the poster that hung up in everyone's college dorm showed him in the air and not before he took off. Exactly. And it it looks majestic in the the picture. Well, not anymore. It was. It was. In the moment, I didn't think it it was. Come on, at the time. You honestly thought that was awesome? Oh, At yeah. the time, yeah. you could see that he stepped past the, the, the foul but line. But I think only he and I think only he and Doc, Doc had done yeah. something near that up until that point, I think. I still remember being unimpressed, thinking <laughs> Dominique Wilkins was robbed. Well, he was robbed. Dominique was robbed. That's, exa- that's exactly right. 215-592-9494. Jonesy in studio with us. All right, Jonesy, let's get to the Carter Hart thing. Um, organization, obviously, is, you know, there's been – a statement or two put out, but let's. This is the first time we've talked to you here on WIP since let's call it the latest. Um, what is the organization's position regarding Carter Hart? Yeah, it's in the courts, so we'll just wait and see how it all plays out. It's obviously an extremely serious matter, um, but we don't uh, really have a lot of that we can say right now. So that's that's about all I'll say on it. Let me just ask you a few more here, and if you. Can't yep. answer, you can't answer. Is the organization in touch with Carter Hart these no. days? He's on his own. Yep. And true or false, because I heard true, the organization removed his jerseys from the arena. Not going to comment on that. Okay. Uh, he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year, correct? He is. 
And so, and this court uh, date is, I believe, supposed to be after the season. Yeah, I don't know. So a pending situation, and you, 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 the organization, await the outcome of what happens in Canada legally, and then the organization will make a decision on how to proceed Correct. with his future? Yeah. Okay. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to John. He's calling from Maniunk right now. Good morning, John. What's up, dudes? First and foremost, Jonesy, I've just been wanting to say this. I've been waiting for you to be on the show for a long time. You know, it was tough to watch Flyers for a couple of years there. I've been watching my entire lifetime. And since you got on board, man, they've been skating so hard, and they've been such a joy. And I think every real Flyers fan knows, like, this is a good journey here coming up here. Thank you for coming in there and shaking it up. I, I appreciate um, that. That's that's very kind of you. Yeah, we, we all we all get it. We all definitely get it. And, uh, yeah, so first of all, about the Phil's little stuff, I'm so sick of hearing about the Schwarber thing. With the, like, not you guys talking about it, but these people that just like, can't get over it. It's like, dude. Like, did you not see how many times he came in and just it was one nothing over? Like, it, it, it's unconventional. We get it. But, but, John, the, but John, you know the – but hold on. But, yeah. John, you know the theory is one nothing could be 2 nothing if he yeah. batted second or fifth or fourth instead of first. Like, it's not just it's one nothing that's good. A lot of people say, well, that could be 2 nothing if he batted behind a better hitter than the nine-hole hitter. I think a couple of – I think the most egregious issue with it is, is a couple times last year, Turner would get like a – should have been a triple, but it was only a double, or it was only a, it ended up only being a single instead of a double because Schwarber couldn't make it across the bag. Like that's the time I think it bites you. But at the end of the day, I think there's this weird psychological thing with some of these pitchers that you can, your first pitch of the game better be on point because it's been one nothing pretty often. So I just I'm looking forward to the season more than anything. Last year was just I still can't talk about it, but um, listen, I'm so pumped. But listen, as far as the leaf goes, how's nobody said Mike Powell yet? Literally the greatest world record leap ever, still unbroken from 91. I've been so waiting. I don't know what was going on there, but yeah, Jeepers Creepers, great show. I love you guys. Thanks, thanks, Jonesy. thanks, John. thanks John. Good stuff there. So, Jonesy, the, the call there that, that John, the way he started with um, his excitement about the Flyers. Right. Are you sensing that the town is buying back in more? I mean, can you yeah, it's can coming. you see that? It's coming. There's no doubt about that. The, the building was electric last Saturday against the Rangers. Yep. Had a lot of you know, old school elements to that game. A great fight with Delorier doing his part. Um, team played with a lot of effort. Lost eventually that game two to one, but it it was the type of performance that brings people back, even in a loss, which is not easy to do. Um, so I do think there's a great buzz that started to be created. We're not there yet. Like we still have a long way to go, but people are starting to talk hockey again. And when I travel, and when I'm out in public. I'm talking a lot more about the Flyers than I was even when I was doing this sure. job. So I, I do feel it. I, the fans that I'm talking to seem enthused about it. And uh, that's what we want to do. I mean, it's it's hockey. We want to make sure that uh, we're kind of getting a little piece of what you know, was a part of this city back to the city and allowing them to enjoy some Flyers hockey when they're getting away from all the other sports. How much can you actually take a chance to enjoy what you're doing and smell the roses? I mean, you've got so much on your yeah, table right now there's a lot on your mind all the time john there's no question about that but it's fun i mean it's a blast there's i wouldn't do this if it wasn't fun if there wasn't a you know a level of enjoyment that comes with it uh at this time in my life it's not something that i you know i need to do so i'm, I'm happy to be doing this and it's a it's a lot of fun to work with good quality people um that makes it all the better uh, speaking of which john tortorella how is he different than we'd expect. Well, I knew him differently before I took the job because we had worked together in television. 
So I knew there was a whole other side to him that the public, you know, isn't allowed in on. Um, he does show it sometimes now, which I'm happy about. People start to get the feel of just how important other things in his life are, including animals. Um, I think he just does a great job of being direct and straight up with his players. I, I think the guys get it. Uh, I think we have players that understand it, that are important to the process that we're doing here, but also get what the coach is doing. And that's important. But he can go off at any time. I mean, there's always that element, <laughs> uh, which is kind of nice too. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So he, he is an awesome coach. And for us in hockey in this city, it's important that the coach fits the city. Yeah. And he does all of that. And that the players fit the, the coach. And, and it's just an amazing job that you've been able to do, identifying the players that fit the the system, that fit the coach, that fit the city. It just feels like you're you're hitting at a and high it's rate. It's a tribute to the players, too. Like Garnet Hathaway is a great example. That's a player that we targeted in the offseason, kind of an under-the-radar type pickup. And he does everything that we expected him to do and does it in a way that, our fans appreciate what he's doing. So and the players on the team love what he's doing. So those those type That's of subtle pickups huge. do matter as far as bringing a team together and and getting players in some cases to overachieve. All right, let's talk to Matt. He's calling from Bryn Mawr right now. Matt, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How are we doing? Doing great, Matt. Wonderful, my man. It's it's leap day, you know. I don't know what to make of it, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, it feels strange. It does. Strange <laughs> feeling. <laughs> a magical day. Magical day. Oh. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I heard you guys were calling looking for leap day callers. What questions did you ask? Are you're you a wait, leap person? Are you, you're one of them? Yeah, I'm one of them. You're a leaper. So is wow. there a term Yeah. not other than leaper that we Just use for leap, this? Leap babies. I hear leap babies. Leap I've heard that too, yeah. That's okay. good. All right, so how old are you today, Matt? Today is my 10th birthday. Wow. <laughs> Good for you, man. Big That's one. amazing. Big one. Wow. Round 44. Finally made double digits. Congrats, man. 44 more years you can drink. <laughs> wow. So, t- all right, so do you normally celebrate on February 28th or March 1st if it's not a leap day? It's honestly one of the toughest questions. Uh, two good arguments because you're born in February, so 28th is still your birthday month. Mm-hmm. March 1st isn't, but then March 1st would be the day after the 28th, and that's when I was born, so. Yeah. Oh, man, that is so tough. depended where it fell on the weekend or not. Oh, <laughs> oh I like that. You can go point. either way. You should just take both, man. That factor. Matt, how many times <laughs> yeah, in your life, <laughs> how many times in your life have people actually used your birthday as an excuse for having forgotten? Your, your birthday. You know, like, oh, yeah, totally. I, I, I knew it was coming, uh, but then they used the, the second choice. You know, like at, like we were just talking about. You can go February or March. because other people, people have to know, Do too. they always opt for March because it's more likely that they forgot? I think it's 50-50. That's surprising. Um, Jason, Jason Early always says it has to be February 28th, so that's what I usually go by. Wow. Let me I ask you this sense. one. When you go to a bar and you hand them your ID – does the bouncer look at it and be like, "Does he? Do they comment on your birthday when a someone sees your date?" It looks weird. It has to look. But weird. But sometimes they just look at the year when well, you're a bartender. True. Like when I used to wait tables, I would just be like, "All right, is their year good?" And but not like, really I care about the rest. At a doctor's office, a, a, a bouncer, do, do you get commented on when someone sees your birth date? 
It's actually one way to tell the difference. There's another Matthew Huddlemeyer in the area, so that's the only way. And we went to the same doctor before when I was younger. Oh my God, they had to wild. use the birthday. Wow, it's not right. like a common name or anything. Well, it's not like Matt Smith or whatever. All right, Matt, here's the deal, and we appreciate calling in as we were looking for Elite Baby. You can also win today. Santana tickets and Counting Crow tickets. Give me an answer. Who or what took a leap? What was the question? Who or what took a leap? You can win tickets. What do you got here? Like Jonesy Ooh, took what? a leap. He went from WIP. You can't to call being him a leap. That is a leap That's right a leap. there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt. You got no answer. James Harden's leaping around. All right. All right. Fair enough. He, he does. Yeah. I thought evil. I thought evil can evil would have been a better answer. Oh man. Waiting all show for it. Yeah. What's was that too. thing? The canyon. What was that thing oh, called? Yeah. The, um, the Grand Canyon? No, not the Grand Canyon. Oh, he didn't Canyon. leave the Grand Canyon. It was the... Um, yeah, it was, I think he did. Well, maybe yeah, it was that... He, the, it was he the, might have been a part, but not the whole... It was the Snake River. No, the guy walked across the Grand Canyon, the Walenda guy. No, but maybe he leaped a portion of it. I he mean, might have leaped a small portion whatever of the, it. Whatever yeah. the Snake River is, that's what I think Evil Knievel on his bike leaped over. The Snake River is definitely in Idaho at some point. Okay, well, look. But it probably runs through a lot of those we're, states. We're beyond, we're beyond my scope here. Um, I right. tubed on the Snake River. I believe it was in Idaho. Okay. Yes. Right. Ah. In Boise. How was tubing? Near Boise, yes. I. That was one of those, it was more about the you never cooler did the, uh... than the tubing. Uh. And <laughs> burning because of falling asleep because of the cooler. All right, someone who pro- a memory. so he apparently <laughs> never he never jumped the Grand Canyon. Okay, uh, Evil Knievel. Whatever the Snake River thing is, that's what I think. I think he did. All right, J- Jonesy, let's talk about this. Uh, this goes back about two months ago. This Cutter uh, Gautier. Yeah, yeah. So the organization seemed pretty unhappy with him. Is that a fair? No, is that a fair yeah, statement? I, I think the we wanted him here. Of course, you he did. just didn't want to be here. Hence, so, you hence you yeah, were unhappy with him, right? So, yeah. Well, you'd like to be able to convince the player, and based upon our play. And the direction of the organization, we thought he would change his mind, but he never did. So we move on. Did you, know? you feel slighted? Like, no, like it's kind of weird heck because you inherit you inherit something, right? Yep. So it's not like you, you know the person. So I, I would have loved to have the opportunity to know the kid. Mm. Um, that's all that I was asking, but that wasn't going to happen. So we had to kind of adjust on the fly and make a decision in the kind of a difficult situation because you don't have a lot of leverage. The college kids can basically say no to anybody and eventually become a free agent. So had we decided to stay stubborn and keep them for all four years, then the only compensation you get is a second-round pick. So that wasn't something that we were, you know, would have won in. You wanted sure. to make a trade to get we value back. We wanted to, yeah, yeah do yeah. the Makes best sense. we could under adverse circumstances. So it, it it wasn't an ideal situation, but every individual has the right to choose where they want to go. So we could, you know, be angry, but it's not going to do anything. And that's kind of the, I would say, frustrated was prob- probably a better word. Got it. Understood, Jonesy. So here's something I've been not angry about, but frustrated about for ten plus years. And you referenced fighting in hockey recently, and I'm normally, you know, just screaming about it without talking to someone who can do something about it. So let me right. talk to you. Sure. So Flyers obviously have a vote. Every organization has a vote when, like, rules are put together. Um, I want fighting back in hockey. I want fighting. Like, I am telling you directly. I will watch more hockey if there's more fighting. I can't be any more simple than that. Yeah, you're not alone. I mean, so, there's a lot of people that feel that way. Uh, but there is, you know, extreme examples of people that don't want it at all. So I think the 
the league has done a really good job of walking that fine line. I think there's still, you know, obviously a, a number of fans that enjoy it. Just look at how everybody yeah. stood up in the crowd, which has always been the way it's been. <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> there is no question that right. there is an entertainment value to it. Uh, but there has been some serious injuries with it through the past as well. So I think I, – I don't think it's going to become more. I, I think that, if anything, it was heading in the direction of almost going away. So I'm glad that there's some element of it because I do appreciate how difficult that job is for the players that are doing it. Uh, but I also get that there's a lot of fans like yourself that enjoy it. So I think we're threading the needle with it right now. Um Personally, I'm okay with the balance that is in place right now. And I'm glad that there's still some emotion that is involved. And I don't like the stage fights as much. Uh, I understand why they want those to go away. But there is something to be said about a new tough guy being given the opportunity to fight an older tough guy like we saw sure. in the Rangers-Flyers game, which, you know, that tradition has gone on for a long time. And I do kind of get a kick out of that part of it. I might have texted Jonesy at that exact moment, and I said, <laughs> I'm impressed with both of them. Yeah, oh, they were. I mean, fair. it was That's a, a good great fight. It. it was it awesome. Was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of veteran tough guys that when asked by a new up-and-comer that'll say, no, nah, you got to earn it, kid. You go go fight another you know, 50 preliminary matches before you meet the champ. <laughs> like boxing. You know, but it's like Incredible. The, this uh, Laurier's game for anything, and he put on a great show. That's great. More with Jonesy. He's in studio with us hanging out. We'll feel we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.